This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. My special guest on tonight's edition of Bent Notes is a Melbourne-based drummer, an educator, a composer and a songwriter who fell into jazz by accident. Sonia Horbelt learnt drums at school from the flute teacher, played in the school big band, but didn't imagine music as a career. A couple of years later, while studying a degree in German literature, she got roped into a jazz class by a friend, and the rest is history. history. It is indeed. <laughs> it's a sliding doors moment. Welcome, Sonia. Thanks. I feel like I'm in the mothership. It's a bit that way, isn't it? But, but what t- an extraordinary studio. Isn't it amazing? It's exciting. Yeah, and Paul's About getting time. all these rays from the screens. Yeah. He's yeah. well lit. I can't really see him. It's just an aura <laughs> that's happening behind the screen. I'll, I'll pop my head up every now and again, but I'm learning, so I can't do that. <laughs> All right, gotcha. <laughs> Sonia, the last 15 months has been <clears throat> tremendously difficult yeah. for our arts community in it's particular. It's been extraordinary, hasn't it? What have you found that's got you through that time? I realised that everybody um, had r- responded differently to the lockdown and particularly, you know, in terms of creativity and mental health, the things that people did, such a broad range of responses. Uh, for example, I I work with a comedian, Geraldine Quinn, who was just the most super uber creative person during lockdown and taught herself all these skills and churned out these incredible, extraordinary videos and content and all this kind of stuff. You know, I in, in total awe of what her output was. Whereas for me, I found that it was, I just struggled to practice. I found that, you know, I, I'm really lucky. I do quite a bit of teaching and so I had an income to fall back on, but it meant teaching from home. That was a struggle to try and make a, a studio that worked for teaching because trying to teach a drum kit on a little laptop is just was just impossible. And I just, luckily I discovered that very early on and bought some tech and spent some school holidays sorting that out so that I was ready for term two. But I struggled to go back in this, back into my teaching room to then practice for me, and I found that really amazingly difficult. You used your practice room as your teaching room? As my room. teaching room, yeah. So it would seem as if you were going in there to teach all the time. Yeah, and just to get out of there. I, one, one thing that I did, I live close to Princess Park, and I scheduled a gap in every day to just ride to the park and run and ride home and then keep teaching or whatever. Or, you know, I might slam a lot of the the students into a good portion of the day and then have a, a window in the in the later afternoon, to, you know, during daylight because it was winter, to um, just get away and get out and do my, you know, that ex- that window of exercise that we were allowed I found that was really, really great. But I, I did struggle to come back and practice. And so I, I, I think I, I found things that I just loved playing along to. I just so found things that... A different type of practice? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it would be technical practice, but sometimes I would get out... You know, I play in Geraldo's band called Spandex and we do a lot of rock and I would just play along to Shania Twain or I would, 
you know, but just so that I would start, I would play every day and something for me and something that kept my skills. You know, I was incredibly worried that when we got out of lockdown that I understandably wouldn't have the skills and would stuff up in gigs. You know, I was extremely worried that, you know, and our industry's competitive and you get booked for the performances that you're able to produce and that was a really scary thing for me. And, and fortuitously, it actually happened. When we when we got out of lockdown sort of November-ish, I, I had a gig where there were a couple of numbers that were monstrous and I was just thanked my lucky stars that I'd put in some work because there's no way I could have played them cold. And so, you know, but wow. Is that an experience that you've heard other musicians have, have had? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've had, you know, just the idea of being match fit coming out. But I think also the, the other side of that was that we were all just so grateful to play coming out and audiences were just so grateful to listen live and in person and very forgiving in that way. You know, it, it kind of didn't matter. In, in I mean, this was a live stream, so <laughs> for me it did matter. <laughs> but for other things like the first Kennedy gig, and ironically the first Ken- Kennedy gig that we did out of lockdown was in January it was probably one of the best gigs we've ever played, but it was just heaven, just so grateful, just overwhelming to to play in that scenario again. And, you know, given the last few lockdowns, it still is. Yet again, coming back and, and playing gigs is just, you know, it's a constant reminder at the moment. We're just grateful for that. Is there a, a higher degree of exhilaration because you've been locked down for so long and now you're able to get out and play? Absolutely. I mean, and I'm really fortuitous and and grateful. I've got a lot of colleagues who still aren't working a lot. It just happens to be that the niche kind of areas that I'm in have come out and have continued, whereas others uh, haven't. You know, music theatre is... I've got a lot of jazz colleagues who play music theatre. That's their version of teaching, and um, that's not back yet in any kind of strengths. They're extraordinary times, and... You just kind of wonder what's around the corner, I guess. Certainly do. Let's hope that uh, vaccinations are able to uh, increase oh, please. and uh, hopefully get some, some actual vaccines into the country and oh. get that moving so that we can see some expansion back into the arts industry oh, and please. get people yep. back working. Have you been listening to more music? I have. I guess I was listening to different kinds of music when I was, when I was practising. I often listen to music in the car and that didn't happen last year really because, because I didn't, didn't wasn't it. going anywhere. No. You know, the only times that I would travel were to go and care for my dad once a week and that was kind of it. I hit a couple of times kind of went down the YouTube rabbit hole and, you know, you know, you tra- travel from one thing to another and, oh, and then you click on this and then you click on that. And so I found a lot of music that way and also a little bit on Instagram I found that lots of people were posting lots of stuff on Instagram and I, I found new music in that, in that way as well. Let's have a listen to something that you've been listening to in the last 15 months. What would you recommend we have a listen to first off? Early last year in the lockdown, I got into some gospel, um, some like American gospel chops kind of gospel this is actually one of the later tracks that I was listening to later in 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 sort of the last 15 months. This is a Myron Butler tune called Set Me Free. Mm. 
You're listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Find more podcasts and show blogs at joy.org.au. This is Bent Notes on Joy 94.9, two hours of jazz and improvised music each and every Sunday night. It's great to have so much amazing jazz to listen to and such an interesting guest in Sonia Horbelt. But there's a message first. Paul, what's the message? The message is from South Yarra, and the message is great gospel track. Who is the artist again, please? Janine Maunder, fantastic vocalist in my band, Kennedy Snow, introduced me to this particular track, which is called Set Me Free. It's by Myron Butler and Levi. Levi is the choir that's singing, and Myron is the kind of the lead vocalist director. And that track's called Set Me Free. But the, the track of theirs that really that I really got into, like in about March last year, was and it just it changed lockdown for me was a track called Jesus Saves. Now I'm not uh, an overly I'm a lapsed Lutheran, I'll put it out there. But the joy and the spirituality of that of that song, particularly that first one, Jesus Saves, just made me happy in lockdown. As a drummer playing along to you know they're great drummers on those kind of tracks and I would just go into my room and play along to that song for you know just over and over again and find something new and it just made me I found that I'm often listen to music that just made me happy you know and this was one yeah they're just an extraordinary contemporary gospel group just kick ass can I say that on radio you just did. <laughs> I, I, I missed. I wasn't quick enough on the dump button. <laughs> Sonia, you're talking there about finding music. Is there a secret to finding great music? I sometimes find stuff accidentally. Generally, having said that, I often find that I find it through people that I already follow. I see, ah, oh, they've posted this about this person. I should check that out. And then I just go down and, and I'll either go, oh, yeah, no, that's not for me, or that's really cool. I need to follow up. I, you know, I want to check out a bit more of that. And I think ironically, during lockdown, music was the thing that saved lots of people, you know, but yet it's the last thing that a lot of governments support. In our arts industry, people are leaving the industry in droves because they just can't support themselves. There's no financial package that really, you know, my niece was getting job keeper from Bunnings, one shift a week at Bunnings, and yet I've got colleagues who have paid tax for, you know, decades in the industry, amazing people who, because of the way that their sole traders just got nothing. And now we've lost such great yeah, talent. But music was the thing that everybody turned to, that everybody, their playlists, their, you know, they made videos, they listened to music at home, that was the thing that saved most people, and yet it's the last thing that gets supported. Which is so, so oh, sad. So wrong. It is indeed. Now, Rex made a bit of a noise there in the middle of you talking. Rex tells us that we've got another message, Paul. We do have another message. Great to hear the realities of what musicians go through during lockdown with your lovely guest. We must support the arts as it feeds the hearts and souls of every person who is alive. Music is the soundtrack of people's lives. Yeah. I really love the gospel track as I'm an R&B soul music fan. Thanks, yeah. Mel. Thank you, Mel. Yeah. Such beautiful words. You hit the nail on the head there. Very much so. In finding music while you're going down the rabbit track, following people's musical choices, I believe you found a piece by following Kristen Barati. Yeah, Kristen Barati is just an extraordinary, extraordinary vocalist from Queensland. An amazing voice. Ah, just beautiful singer. And Kristen has moved to Switzerland where she's teaching in Lucerne, but on her Instagram, she has been doing duets with other people's TikToks. You know, she'll sing harmonies to different to different people. 
one of the artists that she's been do- doing that a lot with is an American artist called Lizzie McAlpine, who's from Philadelphia. I think she's like 21. And everybody that I've passed that artist on to, like Nina Farrow or whoever, has gone, oh my gosh, check this woman out. It's just like they're the most gut-wrenching songs like and lyrics, just extraordinary songwriter. I was just blown away. Kristen's done a whole bunch of them and Kristen sings harmonies and Kristen's harmonies are just heaven. They're just of sublime. Yet particularly in terms of the, the, the artists and the songwriting, Lizzie McAlpine is, yep, she's the real deal. I reckon we should then have a listen. Yes, indeed. Which piece would you like us to uh, play? This is a tune called Same Boat. If I had the chance to see the northern lights I would book the next flight You are listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Find more podcasts and show blogs at joy.org.au. Two hours of jazz and improvised music each and every Sunday night. That is Bent Notes. Rex is sitting here on top of the the, uh, the monitor. We have got another message just from South Yarra. And just in response to Sonia's discussion about the gospel music, South Yarra is just saying, gospel is so uplifting. I agree as well. Thanks. From South Yarra. Thank you very much, South Yarra. It, it is yep. almost always uplifting, isn't it? Yeah. The, the track that I, I first discovered in, in lockdown in March last year, I just played it really loudly for an entire weekend, like literally, and, and I just got – it just made me happy, you know, and it, it really probably changed the landscape of the rest of my lockdown. During lockdown, so much negative aspect and so much work – that had to be put in to get through oh, listening yep. to music, yep. fi- creating work, creating educational studios at home. Oh, yeah. Dealing yeah, it was, with. It was crazy. And I found that, you know, I had four Kennedy Snow songs sitting there that were on the boiler that I was wanting to finish, and I just couldn't go near them. I, I just, I couldn't. I was actually having this discussion the other night. I went to Ash Flanders' show, because huh, I can, because I can go to a live show. I saw Eddie Perfect and we were we were talking about, you know, creating in, in during the lockdown. He was saying that he was, you know, trying to work out what he's creating for. You know, I think for a lot of musicians we went, what are we, you know, what's what's the next outcome? Because we kind of couldn't see. Theatres were closed, clubs were closed, densities, all of that kind of stuff. And, and you're kind of not sure what you're supposed to, to be creating. I found it enormously difficult to find motivation to go back to the Kennedy songs and tr- just try and finish them because it was just there wasn't a gig in sight. For me, the thing was to try and get into the practice room and practice. Ironically, as soon as we got out of lockdown, that first gig that we came back to, I finished one of those songs. <laughs> it was getting back into a live performance that gave you the, yeah, the impetus. energy to, yeah. and impetus to get there. Yeah, exactly. Other people created amazing things yeah. during that time as well obviously many of them without pay of any description yeah. it was just done for the the yep. uh, the love yeah including book writing yeah i'm sure mm. i'm sure i do know that like michelle nicole was doing her thursday night gig live from her lounge room and i know nina was doing a tuesday night request night as well during that time also christine sullivan released a book about i 
don't know how many listeners know who Christine is, but one of the greatest singers in Australia. Um, originally from Tassie, moved to Melbourne, sang in Melbourne for a very, very long time, and then moved to New York, worked with Rudy Van Gelder for quite a while there and is now in Brisbane, but has written this astonishing book that's a collection of thoughts. It's called The Singer's Companion and it's a collection of thoughts about about singing. And that's not just with singers, but with instrumentalists as well. So you've got a Vanetta Fields is in there, Nina Farrow's in there, Joe Kindamo's in there, Olivia Kindamo's in there. Kelly Santon, who's in my band, is a, is a saxophonist, is in there. David Jones, the drummer. Bob Settergreen's in there. And it's really an ex- – and it's Australian. It's an extraordinary book. Being called a singer's companion, is it yep. only for singers? I just like reading to see what how people approach – you know, because I write songs for Kennedy. I, I just like to see what – read what other artists – how they feel about vocals and vocalists and how piano players – accompany vocalists and what vocalists are looking for from songs and how they feel about singing and, you know, the circumstances that they sing in and all of that kind of stuff. It's just, it's such an incredible resource for understanding and different notions of approaches to music. The inside track, so to speak. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, and and Christine was iconic. I used to go to and see her Thursday night gig at the Limerick, like religiously, speaking of religion. I would go Thursday nights religiously and then eventually Kim and Kelly actually played in that band for a long time. Yeah, so just she's just so iconic and not really singing at the moment and, you know, there's a generation of Australian singers who have no idea that she's out there and she's just extraordinary. And has she been on your playlist during the last 15 months? Yes, I dug out an old, because I've covered this, I did this um, this song with uh, Nalusha Dasnaker a number of years ago, but, you know, like my iTunes is often on shuffle and this tune came up. It's a tune that she recorded as a guest on Mistaken Identity's album, I think Identity was the album, and long, long ago, and Steve Settergreen has put suddenly put all of those tracks available on iTunes. They're all out. All the Mistaken Identity albums are out there now Wonderful. on iTunes. Yep, they were previously only like album and maybe cassette. Is that showing my age? <laughs> anyway, but this is a track that Christine sang on called Tonight. You're listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Find more podcasts and show blogs at joy.org.au. In studio now. Studio now? The studio studio C at Joy 94.9 right now here in Melbourne. <laughs> I have Sonia Horbelt. Sonia, it's great to have you in studio and hear about what's been going on during lockdown and yep. associated things. Yeah. And it, Okay, Rex. Rex is telling us we've got another message, Paul. What have we got? We've got a message actually for Sonia. Here's some questions to your guest. This is from Mel. And Mel is asking, what song do you wish you could have written and why? And what composers and artists do you think are underrated and deserve more recognition? That's a big question, Mel. Gee, they are big questions. And as to that first question, what song do you wish you could have written and why? Uh, Gosh, there are are so many. And, And I think there are two things there. There's the song, first of all, and then there's the delivery. A really great example I can think of is that, you know, My Funny Valentine is a really big jazz standard that I don't, I mean, I think it's a good song, but 
you know, I don't I don't really choose it if I'm on a gig or something, but there is this Ricky Lee Jones version of that song on an EP that she did, Girl at Her Volcano, that just virtually makes me cry every time. And I think I just, I'm just grateful if I can write a song that speaks to people. And there are so many songs out there that, that do musically, you know, there's A Case of You, the Joni Mitchell tune. There's a really great Billy Joel song that I escapes me right now. Gee, I'm just trying to think of that. And, you know, that... For me, that song is more about a a, a relationship thing that just uh, makes me cry <laughs> every time I listen to it. I can't. I sometimes have to turn it off. But yeah, oh, gee, there are so many great songs out there, and for different reasons, different styles. But yeah, I think any song that can speak to people and elicit emotion is a really special kind of song. So not like a. I'm a Barbie, let's go Barbie, or whatever that song was, you know. That, like those those dance songs tend to be very formulaic and, and, you know, so certainly very much songwriter songs for me are the ones. Do you have a composer or an artist that you think are underrated and deserve much more recognition? Oh, my gosh, where do you start? There are, there are so many artists, and if there's one thing that I would love to say to audiences, it's that, you know, so many artists are suffering at the moment and... In terms of underrated, go and see somebody you've never seen before. Go and support somebody. Just take a punt on somebody. Maybe go through a a Paris Cat list or a Jazz Lab list or whatever and go, hey, that sounds interesting. I've never seen them before. And actually go and see that person. It's just the way that we can all contribute to, you know, we've all got our favorites. And yes, I'm guilty of that too. I go and see the same people. But then I think now's really a time where supporting artists across the industry because chances are those artists book people that you know anyway you know we're all sort of interlinked so to support as many people as possible across the industry is is really important i think anybody you know who's not a mainstream person who constantly sells out is probably you know underrated and they deserve yeah, support. Yeah, yeah, and you know it, we've we've all only got a limited amount of spend and time yeah i guess maybe catch some things developing out of either Paris Cat, Jazz Lab, one of those places. And speaking of that, there is one band that's well worth going to see. <laughs> yeah. A band called Kennedy Snow, yes. and I think you know something about that, Sonia. Yeah, that is that is me. Um, You've been able to put the band back together. Yeah, oh my gosh, I'm really excited. Like we're just, we don't do gigs that often, basically because everybody in the band is busy doing other gigs. <laughs> Where We were supposed to record last year in July, Obviously, that didn't happen, and so now we're we're slated to record in September. We're going to do the second album, so Superb. we're doing we're doing a gig at Paris Cat Saturday week on the twenty fourth to kind of test run what's going to be on the new album. And it it it's kind of very it's very different to the first album. We've kind of moved on, and I guess you know with that COVID year interspersed there, the distance seems even greater to the first album. So just excited to put those songs down. Who have you got in the band this time round? Well, this time it's kind of the regular. The band's expanded, so it's Nina Farrow, Kelly Santon, Steve Settergreen on piano and keys, Kelly on saxes, Nina on lead vocals. But in the last couple of years, Janine Maunder has been singing BVs, which has been heaven, just heaven. I get so distracted just listening to those two sing. Every so often I go, just concentrate on what you're doing, Sonia. Stop listening to them. You know, it's just a gift to hear those two singing 
my tunes. Like I just I just have to pinch myself. And normally Kim May does the gig, but he's got another gig at the time. So Tristan Courtney, who has played with us before, is guesting on on bass. So that's pretty pretty exciting. Very exciting indeed. Yep, Six PM show. So it's an early show, which is a good thing in winter. Oh, very much. <laughs> and it means that you can do dinner afterwards, you know. Correct, exactly. Yep. And it, it's a, a a band that plays your music. Yep. Do you get a real thrill each and every time every you time. sit there on the bandstand and hear every, your music being played? Every, every, every time. One of the things that I – this sounds kind of dreadful but one of the and self-centred, but one of the things that I did a lot in lockdown and partially because my iPod got stuck and I couldn't oh. change playlists, like I promise – was I, I record the gigs live just to have a listen to how the, the shape of the music sounds and do we need to change where the solo happens and all that kind of stuff. And I got stuck just in the last couple of months on the gig that we did in January, which really was a, just a blinder. And I've been singing along with the other girls uh, as I run around Princess Park. So I'll, I'll be running and I'll pass somebody and I'll be singing, stay with me. <laughs> and... <laughs> uh, so you think, and, and, and I'll just get this funny look as I run past, and it's just been heaven trying to pitch harmonies against those two singing my songs. <laughs> so it's, you know, I just, get a, I just get such a buzz listening to them play that music every time. I just feel really lucky. What is it you try to ingest into your music, in particularly Kennedy Snow music? I just like to be able to speak to people's emotions and to convey, you know, fragility in the world or confidence or, you know, um, and I think particularly out of lockdown just re-emphasizes our sense of identity and our sense of worth in the world and how particularly now a lot of us have had to change direction or not be afraid to take risks or, you know, take on new roles or new jobs or new responsibilities and that's, they're big steps for all of us in, in some way and, and I think you know, or recovering from relationships, which, you know, is key at the moment. How many relationships have dissolved over over lockdown? And, and I think just about how we respond and how we can have compassion and share those experiences with each other to, you know, just make it through to the other, other side. What is the secret to Kennedy Snow? I think it's that. I think the essence lies in the message of the songs. Um, some of them are, are really more ballads but there's a really great mix of there's some really great groove tunes and you know the band just are so talented those those guys are just super super talented they just I just pinch myself that they're still playing in my band you know they've got their own bands and they play for other superstars and go off and tour and do stuff and I just think they really bring a connectedness to the music it's really feeling like a like a band you know in our industry we freelance a lot the band really feels like a band and it's fun and the the grooves are really happening and the ballads are really sounding beautiful and and i i just feel blessed that you know (laughs) that that they're singing my songs and they're playing my songs your enthusiasm is certainly showing through sonia Paris Cat in the Loft on Saturday, July 24th. It's a couple of weeks away, 6pm. What a great time I for know. the show. Paris Cat's at 6 Goldie Place in Melbourne. At Sonia, Nina, Kelly, Tristan, Steve and Janine, all with some of your brand new music. We're, we're trialling out the songs that'll, that'll be on the new album and maybe a new, there's maybe a new, one or two new ones in there. So depending on how much time we have on the gig, yeah, we're 
trialling everything that's new. I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing the brand new album when it's released. It's going to be yeah. a, a fantastic Can't album. Wait. I reckon though, if if there's no new song, no none of the old songs in the gig, we better listen to one right now. Yeah, indeed. Sonia, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us here in the Joy Studios tonight. Really do appreciate your time and hearing what you've been listening to during Thanks the last so few months. Having me. A pleasure indeed. And this is Kennedy Snow with Lifetime. You've been listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Join us live each Sunday night on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.